0: Miller Furniture, St. Louis's home for American-made furniture presents Lynn Benhouse Goes to the Movies with Jennifer and Wendy on the Big 550 KTRS.
1: We love Fridays and we love chatting with Lynn Benhouse who is on the phone today given the weather. Lynn,
2: happy Friday. Happy Friday to you with this weather forecast. I think it's a good weekend to hunker down and watch movies. (laughs) (laughs) We agree.
1: (laughs) We do agree. Tell us about role play on Amazon Prime starts today.
2: You know, these are appealing performers. Uh, David Oyelowo and Kaylee Cuoco and Bill Nighy. Um, And so... I was really looking forward to it. I thought, oh, this will be breezy. It's not breezy. It's like a (laughs) thud. As I was watching this movie, I thought, haven't we seen this before where a mom has a double life as an assassin for hire and she has this, you know, wonderful family and then she gets uh, she drags uh, the family into it and it becomes this crazy chaotic thing for an hour and 40 minutes midway I was just like okay this is just going down a path that I think others might I mean it's it's pleasant enough but there's nothing to hold on to like oh this is interesting or this is engaging the dialogue seems really lame I think it's from another decade you know wow (laughs) but yeah, I just didn't care for it at all, and, and I'm just sorry. And I wish, I i think it's one of those that you, you just forget as soon as you see it. And I wish I would have watched Good Grief instead because I think I would enjoy that way more.
1: And we're talking about role play on Amazon Prime starts January 12th, if you are so inclined.
2: Now, how about The yeah. Book of
1: Clarence, which is in theaters today?
2: Right. Well, James Samuel. If you saw the Western, The Harder They Fall, he is visionary director, very creative. This movie he takes on biblical epics, which seems a little strange for your second film. And he has directed it, produced it, written it, and done the music. And the music, I give you, he does. He is a gr- he's great at this. And Jay Z contributed. He's got a wonderful cast and it's handsomely shot, but the tone is all over the place. For instance, we have the story, the greatest story ever told, very serious, but then we have moments of Monty Python humor like Life of Brian. So we have crucifixion, then we have goofiness. Uh, At the Last Supper, it just seems very strangely put together. There's some very gruesome action scenes, and then there's some really goopy stuff. Benedict Cumberbatch has a cameo that is funny, but it doesn't fit. So it it is a good cast. Keith Stanfield plays Clarence, who's deeply in debt, and he's kind of a deadbeat, and he's trying everything to make his life better, He tries to be the 13th apostle, and that doesn't work. So then he goes on about how he's the real messiah, and he tries to do magic-type tricks. And it gets really strange. So I'm just warning people. It might sound like, oh, this is interesting, but I just think it fails on a a bunch of different levels, and I'm sorry to say that because he does have a lot of potential, and it's a really good cast— James McAvee is in it. David O'Yellow is in it, too, just very briefly. And uh, you would recognize a lot of the cast.
1: Okay, and this is The Book of Clarence, and this opens in theaters today. Now, Wendy and Connor and many of our listeners have been talking about True Detective, and this season you're talking about premieres on HBO Sunday night. Tell us about it.
2: Right. I was very fortunate to get early access to it, and Jodie Foster... I can't say enough about how great she is in this. She plays the uh, police chief in this tiny Alaskan town called Ennis. And it has a Fargo vibe to it with all the weather. Mm. And uh, they have a one of those research facilities, uh, that a government research facility, and things go haywire. So it's really freaky. It reminds me of the first, Uh, season of True Detective, which I love so much with Matthew McConaughey and Mm -hmm. Woody Harrelson. Second season kind of fell off the rails, I thought, with uh, Colin Farrell and Vince Vaughn and and that whole crew, but uh, I missed three, so I I don't know anything about the one that Mahershala Ali did, but this one I think they're really back, and it's so interesting, and I can't wait to dig in. Mm, So I think you'll really enjoy it.
1: Okay, and this is True Detective, and this season of it with Jodie Foster premieres on HBO Sunday night. So, Wendy, it looks like a lot of people
3: agree with that you. That sounds fantastic. Uh, the Power of Film is a six-part documentary, right? Right, Lynn?
2: Yes, it's on TNT. So I missed the first one, but they were kind enough to send me a, a, the, the, the series. And it's a film professor retired from ucla and if you think that certain movies and then why are some of these big budget blockbusters make a lot of money but a year later nobody wants to watch them again <laughs> and and why well you know why we come back to certain films and it's just laden with clips and so it's six parts thursday nights 7 o'clock TNT. I hope there is a, a way that people can see the ones that they've missed because they had one last night. So now next week would be the third week. But it's just fascinating about how film connects us mm-hmm. and storytelling defines us as a culture. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really interesting.
1: And that's The Power of Film. It's a six-part documentary series on TCM every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Now, Lynn turned in her ballot for the Critics' Choice Association Awards, and these take place Sunday night, 6 p.m., on The CW.
2: Yes. Chelsea Handler is our host, and every year I feel that we are the best prognosticators for the Oscars. Because it seems to me that our nominations line up a lot with them, and then it's a nice party. There is uh, alcohol involved, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think we're I think we're more legit than the Golden Globes, which uh, the reviews of Sunday's Golden Globes aren't very uh, nice. But the winners were all I mean excellent winners. So it'll be fun because. It'll be a lot of familiar people because it's TV and film. And we give out some awards that Oscars don't like. We give out a juvenile award, and uh, we also separate certain things. And then uh, Harrison Ford is going to get the Lifetime Achievement Award. Mm -hmm. So that'll be fun to see his retrospective. And then we have an award called See Her, which is given to a female actress for her efforts, and America Ferrara is going to get that award this year. So I think it's going to be a fun show. I'm um, I'm going to be tweeting out the winners because I'm on the social media committee for the awards. So I won't be there in L.A., but I'll be here, I think, bundled up because isn't it going to be like 10 degrees?
1: Yeah, isn't yeah. that the truth? Somebody was telling me <laughs> yesterday about Peacock, and she said they signed up for it because you get it for free for a week if you then remember to unsign up for it. And the Oceans franchise is streaming on Peacock.
2: Yes, I think that's fun because, you know, that is so old school. But how entertaining are those movies? Because it's George Clooney and Brad Pitt and Matt Damon and on and on and on. And uh, they're getting ready to do a prequel they announced this week. And Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie are going to play George Clooney's parents. Barbie and Ken. (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) I know. How perfect is that casting? So when I heard that, I was like, great. But there's a lot of good stuff on Peacock. And I just found out this morning that Oppenheimer will be streaming on Peacock starting February 16th. So if you haven't seen it yet, uh, you can watch it on Peacock. Now, it is coming back into theaters. I checked to see if they were um, if Oppenheimer was back in St. Louis today, but it's not. But I am sure it's going to be back on IMAX because of the Oscar run. And uh, so that'll be interesting. So just in case you haven't seen it, it is the number one grossing biopic of all time now.
3: Mm. Lynn is, um, sorry to backtrack, but is Soderbergh going to mm. direct the prequel?
2: Uh, somebody else is. So I was kind of, I, I, uh, I forgot who it is, but I thought, uh uh-oh. Yeah. Hmm. You know, because he's so tied to that series.
3: He did not do the Ocean's 8, did he? No, he did not. Yeah, and it really suffered because of it, because it was a great, I thought, and Connor, Connor agreed, um, it could have been so much better. Than it was if Soderbergh, but you know, I guess if they have something that's working, they're going to keep working it.
2: Yeah, I know. It'll be interesting to see when when they plan to come up. But as soon as they announced Ryan Gosling and Mark, will probably oh, was like, yeah. oh this is great news because you know now now that uh, it's January, some of the some of the projects are coming out about you know what what they're going to do, like they're going to have that uh, biopic about Amy Winehouse. Uh, they just dropped Back is Black or Black is Back. Mm-hmm. Is, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. And uh, and so, so it sounds interesting. And uh, if you have Apple TV Plus today, Killers of the Flower Moon streaming. So I'm really anxious to hear what everybody has to say about that. And then they're going to have this tv series called masters of the air and it is about world war ii pilots and it's based on true stories and it's got this terrific cast it's austin butler who was elvis Mm -hmm. but then we have some nepo babies but they look really interesting jude law's son rafferty spit an image of his dad spielberg's son sawyer Spielberg. And then we have the kid that was in uh, Boys on the Boat, Colm Turner, and it'll be interesting to see this. It starts January 26th on Apple, so mark your calendars, and it's produced by Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. Mm,
1: Interesting. Well, Lynn, so many of our listeners have told us they're going to make chili this weekend, Mm -hmm. and they're going to hunker down inside. And both Wendy and I were talking about the fact that just recently we were saying, we love our Miller Furniture. We're so happy we got it.
2: I know. I was I was uh, really happy to see how many people online express how much they love it. And at the four stores, Ellisville, Lake St. Louis, Belleville, and Ferry Heights, they are running their New Year New Room sale through January 16th, which is uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So you got the weekend because it's the Martin Luther King holiday weekend you can go and you can get 25% off of many things in the store plus no sales tax and then they have their bed specials because we all need the best night's sleeps we can to be to be living our best life and so they've got these really plush mattresses and they can show you all the features And they'll give you a free adjustable base. I keep looking at these bases, and I keep imagining myself with an elevated (laughs) address. And and they just sound so comfortable. And so they've got really great deals on all of that, 30% off these posh mattresses that sound fantastic. So I'd go check them out before the weather (laughs) hits.
1: So true. It sounds like a great, Greg deal. Lynn Venhouse at the Movies and Miller Furniture. Thank you so much, Lynn. We'll talk to you in a week.
2: Well, thank you and stay safe, everybody, and uh, enjoy viewing. I guess we called it cocooning back in the day. So yes, I guess that's, right. <laughs> that's, oh, that's right. Cocooning. that's a blast from the past. Thanks, yeah, Lynn. We I'm, will do I'm, that. I'm making some, I'm making some popcorn. That <laughs> a girl.
1: <laughs> okay, Lynn, see you in a week and we'll be back in a moment. Willie Nelson's 90, (laughs) 90 years young. He wrote his first song when he was seven, and he released a couple of albums last year, including a bluegrass album where he paired with a lot of top bluegrass pickers, and he revisited a dozen of his old songs like this one, our song of the day.
0: To get on the road again. The life I
2: love is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again. Going places that I've never been. Seeing things that I may never see again. And I can't wait
1: to get on the road again. I would love to see him in concert. On A lot of us, as we age, get voices that are weak but willie nelson's voice just sounds so good to me i listened to a lot of his songs yesterday yeah he he is amazing he would be so much fun to spend some time with wouldn't Mm he i would i would just love to see him and very interesting married four times eight children you read about him i think he has a memoir out that i'd love to read but it would be fun to see him and in concert, too. I have told you often that Wendy and I get this newsletter, uh, Notes from an Elder, the Daily Coach, and our quote of the day comes from that. I love this. Our minds should never be a place to store garbage.
3: That was the <laughs> quote that I picked for today, too. You're kidding me. No, I swear. <laughs> I swear, because I love that. It's so it's so true, and when you think of it, um, it applies to... The media that we consume, it applies to the relationships that we waste our time with. It it applies to so many things that we junk up. We decide that we're going to clutter our minds with things, and we shouldn't. Yeah. We that, really
1: shouldn't. That is so, so true. Hey, I want to tell you about our trip that we're taking to Tuscany, on september the 4th and we would love to have you join us colette and altair put on these trips so we're having a party about it at the altair travel living room on january the 30th at 6 p.m you do have to rsvp just so they'll have room for you all you have to do is call 314-968-9600 those of you who have been on the trip know that Altair and Colette take care of all the details, flights, meals, hotels, sightseeing, and local experiences. And our only job is to have fun. Now, you can go as a couple or single. They've already filled up all the single traveler spots. So do call if you want to come to this and travel as a couple, 314 968 We unpack only once. And Colette and Altair have taken your feedback about this with all the trips that we've taken. So we'll unpack for a leisurely seven-night one hotel stay in a beautiful resort and spa will enjoy the local wines, the region's famous cuisine. We'll go to Florence and Pisa and learn all about Tuscany. We'll take a Tuscan cooking class and also visit a local farm. Now, one of the great things about these trips is that there's uh, a chance for you to have free time. And then there are all sorts of local organized activities you don't have to go on them if you want if you don't want to but you can they're always there and again colette handles all the details along with altair flights meals hotels sightseeing you just lay back have a great time Don't miss out. Join me and the folks from Colette and Altair to learn more January the 30th, 6 p.m. in the Altair Travel Living Room. I can't wait to learn more about Tuscany. Just to RSVP so we can save you a seat, 314-968-9600. Anyone at Altair Travel can help you when you call. Just say, I want to go to Tuscany, and they will sign you up for the January 30th, 6 p.m. party. Or if you want to take a look at the itinerary and learn more ahead of time, just go to KTRS.com. The Jennifer and Wendy Show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Around this time of year, many of us become obsessed with making changes. Maybe it's just in your house. Or maybe you have relationships with people you love, your parents, your children, your friends, your neighbors. But you just want to change them a bit. You need a
3: little bit of help negotiating them. So please give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online. It is designed for you to be convenient for you flexible and suited to your schedule
1: therapy can help people who have been traumatized or can help those of us who are just considered the worried well it can help you find your strengths you can ditch those extreme resolutions and make some small changes that will really stick you might want to learn some new coping skills
3: or just learn how to set boundaries with people in your life BetterHelp makes it so easy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And then you can switch therapist at any time for no additional cost. So why not celebrate the progress you have made? Visit BetterHelp.com slash today and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash J-N-W.
1: Royal Banks, Missouri Tech, lines open at 84126, and we are hearing from all of you. I think we all have the same plans for the weekend. From the 618, Jennifer and Wendy, I binged watched both seasons of The Bear. OMG. Oh, yeah. Talk about intense. Uh huh. But I couldn't quit watching it. We're with you.
3: And the Emmys are in September. I think the primetime Emmys are in September. Would that be the. Jamie Lee Curtis fish episode. Would she be? Because uh, I can't, I cannot even imagine a scenario where she would not walk away with the primetime Emmy for that. I she was, agree. she was stunning. I have to ask you this really quick question because among the birthdays, and by the way, today, today is National Hot Tea Day. Oh, it is (laughs) National Kiss a Ginger Day. Mm. I love redheads; they're just so cute. But if you try to kiss them, make sure you get their permission first. (laughs) That's right. Um, uh, National. What is marzipan? Miss Baker, the face you're making.
1: I'm not exactly sure. It almost looks like
3: a pasty, flowery. something, but it's National Marzipan Day. Do people
1: eat marzipan? I have to look it up to see what the ingredients are.
3: Did I say hot tea day? It is National Hot, hot Tea Day. Hot tea sounds good. Hot tea sounds fabulous. But will we drink it or put our feet in it? You know, that's going to be the <laughs> that'll be the question for all of us. Um, but before you, okay, before you describe marzipan, go ahead and just, yeah. Marzipan
1: is a confection consisting primarily of sugar, honey, and almond meal, sometimes Ew. augmented with almond oil or extract. Doesn't sound yummy. It kind of tastes like an almond. Nougat to me
3: a little bit, uh-huh. so so it's not just something like a part of a cake, ground or... almonds. Well, people use it. it. You know, it looks pretty
1: on these little candies.
4: Yeah, they have like little candies where the mm-hmm. inside is
1: okay, yeah. but it's I, I haven't acquired a
3: taste. for Well, it, it is at National all. Marzipan Day, so oh, look at this marzipan candy is great from the six one eight. Nice. Um, all right. Do you two put any stock into and I almost I mean I can't believe I'm even asking Connor, but do you put any stock into astrological anything? I
1: think it's interesting and fun to to read about Geminis, you know, Scorpios, right. Cancers, because even though perhaps there's no science behind it, sometimes it seems accurate. Oh, Remember yeah. what's your sign?
3: Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I ask Hey man, what's your sign? Hey, babe, what's your sign? Um I ask because of the birthdays being celebrated today. Howard Stern and the late Rush Limbaugh were both born on this day. You are kidding me. Now that's to interesting. Whether you I mean obviously they represent two different poles of of the communications industry. But, like the North Pole and the South Pole, that's how much space is between them. But how could that possibly be <laughs> two of the most historically significant, as hard as that is for me to even say, they are historically significant to the communications industry. Uh-huh. And they were both born on this day. I think that's odd. Another outside of the field of communication sort of Jeff Bezos was, uh, celebrates his birthday today, too. Wow. So that's... Something about brilliance. A heck of a dinky, right? Mm-hmm. I just think that's... Um, I think that's just kind of... What hmm. is a sign, astrological sign? I don't know. For, that's a great question.
1: Uh, people born on January the 12th. Conrad, is your birthday in February? Uh-huh. No, no April. That's no, in April. April. April 14th?
4: That's right. April okay.
3: 14th. Little wow! Tax I don't you remembered I? it after yeah. the
4: February. You well, you initially thought it was in February.
3: When? For just now. Well, no, that was just a senior, telling <laughs> moment. That was a moment. No, I knew it was April because it's so close to uh, tax day. Tax day and the Titanic. It
4: is. Well, yes, and Lincoln.
3: And Lincoln. That's yeah. right. It's All the same day. That's right. <laughs> Capricorn. Thank you. So, it, Capricorn. It, uh, Capricorn. Um, do you guys? Do you? It's eight four one two six. Do you put any stock into it? I think um, Nancy Reagan
1: did, didn't she? Into astrological signs, oh, I think and you're she right. had some consultant you're or You're right.
3: She had the yeah, she had the uh there was like a, a uh, was she a not a was she an stra- like, Did she actually like do star charts for her I, or I think so, something like that. I remember her name cuz
1: she was well known. I just don't know much about it except that it just seems so much fun to read about it. And if you read your sign, you'll be surprised. Oh, but or you won't be. But
4: that's because they all make general maybe.
3: And I things think that do. everyone is. I do, right? I do think all you need to do is a little bit of research on one of the people who celebrate their birthday on XYZ date. And then you've got yourself a profile. And if it you know, happens to apply to you or somebody else, then maybe that is just coincidence but um two of the two of the people in my life who and I who I have found most difficult to deal with also shared a birthday interesting two men which I thought I mean just it I, makes I just, you wonder right no I such thing it, as coincidence yeah 84126 if you like is there a an astrological sign when you find out, you know, maybe th- things are just not meshing between you and this person and you find out, oh, that's a Sagittarius, <laughs> of course. Well, then it goes beyond cancer. it. There are
4: people that care about, like, the moon, like, where that is. And then, There's you know, like, a lot when to that you whole were born, moon thing. Like, there... at the time, like, what time of day you were born
1: at. Mm-hmm.
4: And, like, that sign has something but, to Connor, do with it. But, Connor, you talk
1: to people in emergency rooms? Oh, I had a baby a full when... Full moon? Oh, yeah. They, the emergency rooms are...
4: All right. Well, what about the new moon? Is that, is that a problem? <laughs> I don't know. But, is, I but know according that, to these people, it means something. I know, that,
3: I know that you don't believe that colic is a thing, but I'm here to tell you, <laughs> I went into labor five weeks early uh, because there was a a new moon and um, the, what is it? Full moon, high tides? Full moon,
1: yes, the pull of the tides, yeah. whatever. You know, we were talking to Stacy Willingham earlier, and she wrote this book, Only If You're Lucky. And just a reminder to you, she will be at the Grantsview branch of St. Louis County Library a week from today at 7 p.m. That's at 9700 Music Road. You can get more about all the author events at SLCL dot org. And if you happen to be driving on Lindbergh by Plaza Frontenac, you'll see the new headquarters, which are supposed to open later in the spring. Oh my gosh. That is going to be beautiful. But Stacey Willingham had so much good stuff to say about St. Louis readers because about this time last year she was at St. Louis County Library uh, making an appearance and she just loves her St. Louis readers. There's a lot going on at St. Louis County Library.
3: So much going on. And uh, if it has been a while, and so often I think you, you know, your children are grown and. Um, You know, maybe you just don't have uh, the you don't you don't think to go to the library. You really have to go to the library Um, because what it used to be and what it is is two completely different things. Obviously, uh, the library is still just this treasure trove of these beautiful books, but they have broadened. Um, all of the things that they are 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 responsible for and um, enjoying providing for the community. They have non-traditional library materials like musical instruments, uh, games or kits or puzzles for your children and your family. They have fishing equipment, just a wonderful place to explore. Speaking of exploring, in 2024, they have a brand-new program called Explore. The series is going to help kids discover new interests, through engaging programs. Topics include robotics and yoga and dancing, weaving, drawing and music lessons and so much more. The St. Louis County Library also has an amazing lineup of presenters too. If you want more information and if you need to get your
1: library card and you should, just go to slcl.org. Finding the right memory care community can be a daunting task. Wendy and I know this. We both helped our late parents do this, and you really, really need to look all around and look for the experts, and I think it takes a village. Parc Provence offers the most advanced care available for both dementia and Alzheimer's disease. It's a real quality of life in a safe environment, and they have all kinds of programs there that nurture the mind and body and spirit.
3: And that is so important, and Parc Provence is led by an experienced team of medically trained professionals. Uh, These are not hourly employees. These are medically trained professionals. They maintain a total, a total of 200 employees, therapists, social workers, nurses, and other disciplines on site. They have the highest staff to resident ratio in the industry, and that is what your parent Certainly you deserve. Here's
1: another thing that's honestly a great relief. Park Provence is locally owned. So what that means is the owners have on-site offices. And if you have any concerns about your loved ones who live at Park Provence, you don't have to call some 1-800 number or call somebody out of town. They are right there on site to help you. They offer the security of a consistent routine for the people who are there being treated for Alzheimer's or dementia. And they really encourage the people who live there to be
3: physically and mentally active. So please give them a call and set up a tour. Visit them at theparkprovence.com. That's theparkprovence.com. Tell them that Jennifer and Wendy sent you and you will receive a special offer.
1: coming up on 12 noon here on the jennifer and wendy show on this friday january the 12th as i said we have tv monitors in here so i was just looking at the weather forecast in our very cold days ahead but you know wednesday when we get back to a high of 28 degrees we're all gonna like oh, it's gonna feel like
3: yeah it's gonna <laughs> feel like spring um connor just dropped a very interesting bomb because i had no idea had not heard this share with our listeners what you just shared with us uh,
4: the Emmys are on Monday.
3: That's that and is. And I think
4: Lynn Venhouse texted back in to tell us this as well. Okay. So,
3: I haven't seen that text yet. Thank you, Lynn. Um, and we were trying to figure out what was going on, and Connor informed us.
4: It was the strikes the, the writer's, writer's strike, strike, the actor's strike. They were still going on in September. That makes so.
3: perfect sense. So, boy, oh, boy, if you, uh, this is a big weekend. For television viewing. Doesn't it make more
4: sense for it to be in January? Why is it not in January?
3: I think so because
1: January is is a month where nobody wants to go anywhere or do anything. Right. Right? They're warming up for the Super Bowl. It's cold. The weather's bad. People are exhausted from the holidays, have too much socializing. Right. And You,
4: you do your year in review show in September, you're just leaving a lot of. A lot of time there for the end of the year, right?
3: Well, and I also thought that I, I used to think that it had something to do with back to school and like the beginning of a new season for television. But that doesn't, that doesn't, that's not important anymore with the advent do we still have sweeps? No, no, with yeah. the advent of uh, streaming and all of that, that seems a little.
1: Dated, yeah. so I'm, yeah. I want, did sweeps go away? It's been so long since I've even worked in local TV, and that I have used no to the ratings yeah, used to be a big thing, and we'd save all the best stuff for them. But I, I think you're right. Seasons are year round now. Yeah. There's always good stuff to watch. If you haven't seen the Bear, Lynn pointed out, and Wendy and Connor were talking about this earlier, the Bear will be a front runner.
3: Oh, uh, the yeah. The Fishes episode. I want to see if, if I mean, I would hope Jamie Lee Curtis is nominated can't imagine that she wouldn't be but um yeah that She'd was probably had fun doing that. <laughs> she did did you did you see first of all it has nothing to do with anything we're talking about as always um but the state of missouri wants to make provel its official cheese i heard
1: john carney talking
3: about that Are you <laughs> both gonna have to i'm good with it connor
4: i'm fine i'm fine with it i just don't know if it's is it the cheese of the state? It's the Is cheese it, of
3: the state that I live it's in. Cheese,
4: it's the cheese of St. Louis,
1: uh, perhaps.
3: I think it's the cheese of any right-thinking cheesehead.
1: All right. I mean, mm. What yeah. about other parts of the state, like Kansas City? You
3: travel there a lot. I don't know if Kansas City does the ProVille, if they do the dance with ProVille that it's we do. It's also
4: not made here. Maybe we can get a local cheese. Yeah. Mm. It's made in Wisconsin.
1: All I know is whenever I have company from out of town and we have Emo's Pizza or make something with provolone cheese, they've never heard of it. Do they like it, though? Sometimes, sometimes not. It's that factor so, where it sticks to your teeth some so people don't creamy.
3: like. It's so creamy. So <laughs> creamy. I love it. I'm on board. Um, did we talk about Steve Martin and Meryl Streep? No. Do you mean
4: Martin Short? I mean, I'm
3: sorry. Woo! Steve Martin is married. Martin Short and Meryl Streep. No. Okay, they're they're apparently a thing, what? but we're all keeping very quiet. What? Well, we minute. don't want
4: to spook them. Well, they they, I mean, they
3: came out and denied those uh, reports. I she's think she's Yes, everybody does. No, 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 no. They've been separated for six years and divorcing.
1: Meryl Streep and her husband. Yes. I am not
3: up on my yes. Hollywood people. Yes, this, yes, yes. Isn't
1: she married to a sculptor? Don Gummer.
3: Yeah. They have four I adult children. Well, they are know. not answering
1: my phone calls, I Wendy. I know,
3: I know, I know. But they've been uh, separated for six years. Six years, yeah. Six years well, and was that kept quiet or I'm just pop culturally? <laughs> no, they she they they announced it like a hot minute like two, a couple months ago and then it just sort of fell off the fell off the radar. Well, but and that's good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Um but the, the Martin Short thing They just looked cozier than so, but it does seem online where people are discussing it and they're like, just don't make any sudden movements. We don't want to, they're like two cute little bunnies. You know what I mean? And you don't want to spook them. So, were they photographed at an awards ceremony? They were sitting next to each other and it did seem a little more than friendly. I could Mm be, I could be just being my usual hysterical self, but, um, and maybe I'm just looking, I'm reading too much into it. But that is – that's something to kind of get – would that just be – Well, the thing is about
1: these high-profile celebrities who go to these televised events, they know the cameras are going to be on them. This did not look like that. This did not look like that. I mean, they know they – it's not a place for privacy. Right. Oh, exactly. So I think they could speculate that people would start talking or that, you know, sometimes the optics of something – you think about ahead of time, like, right, I know there's nothing to this, but the optics are wrong, correct, correct
3: um but isn't that just I mean yes. right, I just the idea that. let that percolate because he was happily married for a very, very long time. what happened she she died oh yeah, she died, his wife Nancy died um several years ago, uh and then um she was married. Or I guess they they must have been married for like 40 years because she was dating John Cazales. Caz- I remember Cazales, that. Um, Cazales. I can't remember how to pronounce his name. During the deer hunter. During the deer hunter. And he was Fredo and the godfather. And he tragically died of cancer. They were going to get married. And then shortly after that, um, she, start, I mean, she met Don Gummer and they, they got married and built a life together. So... Um, and do they have three or four children? Four, I think. Mm-hmm. I think they have one boy and three girls. Is that right, Connor? One of them's an actress
1: who looks so much like Meryl Streep. I, I, I well, can't remember her name. one of
3: her daughters is, I think two of them are actresses. Are they? Um How could one you of not them, be? One of them was on the Gilded Age. But they, they both, I believe, you know, obviously they would have their father's name. Yes. Or they've used... Another, you know, her maiden name, but I would not want to have the no. name Street. <laughs> I want to be an actress. My mother's Meryl Street, And <laughs> now, no, forget it. No,
4: thank you. This looks like all of her kids are actors.
3: Really? Oh. So. Does she have a
1: son?
4: Yes, one son. And
1: three three daughters. And three daughters. Okay. Like, Sting has a child who's a
3: musician, and that oh. would be so difficult, wouldn't it? And I think, I'm pretty sure Paul McCartney's son, James, mm. is a. Magician. Unless, did I say magician? Okay, <laughs> That's maybe okay. I'm, That's maybe okay. <laughs> it's getting dark again.
1: Have a safe and cuddly weekend, everyone. John Carney, Julie Buck up next.
4: Just to have a laugh or sing a song. Seems
1: we just get started. Let's go, girls.
0: This is Jennifer Blome and Wendy Weese. Come on on KTRS brought to you by STL Medical Weight Loss see the Dr. Joe difference at stlmedweightloss.com
1: good morning everyone welcome to the Jennifer and Wendy show on this Friday January the 12th are you ready for the weekend good morning Wendy Connor McCarthy is here. Good morning, Connor. Good morning. And the Royal Banks of Missouri text lines open at 84126. And you know, we'd love to hear from you. We'll have some fun today. Stacey Willingham joins us with the Jennifer and Wendy book club. And she has a new psychological thriller out, a young woman who you can meet Friday, January the 19th. She'll be at the Grants View branch of St. Louis County Library. But we will get to chat with her about her new suspense novel, Only If You're Lucky, at a 10.50, we'll chat with Aika from ABC News, and then it's Friday. So Lynn Venhouse will join us and take us to the movies. And I guess we're coming up in the Academy Awards later this month. Oscars, right? Or maybe that's next month. We'll check
3: in with Lynn and find out. I thought it was, uh, usually it's February. Okay. Yeah, so February. Oh, good. I have time. Yeah, to you going. have plenty of time because we're going to, uh, we decided this, and it's weird because it's not one of those movies where, at least for us, it's not, oh, yay, let's watch Oppenheimer because, Same here. you know, it's it's nothing that it, you're not looking forward to it because you know it's going to be a fun romp, um, but it's something that you feel like you have to see. Because of the historical significance of of the movie, so and we're looking forward to it because obviously it's a it seems to be a masterpiece um, and a real triumph in terms of um, of movie making. So um, we're going to push aside about eight hours to watch Oppenheimer. Uh-huh. Connor, you saw it in the theater. What did you think?
4: I did. It was. I, I really liked it. Very it's, good movie.
3: Will it's, I be missing anything if I'm not watching it in the theater, or will it still? Well, mean, I kind of think you always
4: miss something sure. if you're not watching it in yeah. the theaters. But it, it, I'm sure it's still good.
3: Yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay missing yeah. it.
4: And the Oscars are uh, March 10th.
3: Zach oh, who oh, is March 10th. Zach, a oh, uh, McGraw's Zach. producer, <laughs> who is usually uh, about as close to the vest as any cigar store Indian. He is standing on top of his chair. With two enthusiastic thumbs up. He loves Oppenheimer. That is good to know. That well, is good to know.
1: And we saw a video of Zach with Jessica Chastain last yes. year. Yes. Was he holding her purse? I, were you holding your purse, Zach? Yes. Because Zach is a filmmaker and lived in LA, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he'll be at the Academy Awards.
3: He will be at the Academy Awards this year. I'm Wow-za. not an awards person, but I wanted to see Zach. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was amazing to say, I know him, <laughs> right. and he's standing next to all of these famous people. That is really exciting.
1: During our show, there's some TV monitors, and so the Kelly Clarkson show is on, and I see that she is interviewing the actor Dan Levy mm-hmm. about this film, Good Grief, on Netflix, which we watched the other night. Have you seen that yet? Haven't. Haven't had it, time, yeah. We totally enjoyed it, and those of you who... I uh, have seen it, kind of weighed in on that, and the TV show that he was in for many seasons called
3: Sheet's Creek. Creek. Sheet's Creek. That's, as in the last name. <laughs> or Kritz Critz Sheek. <laughs> I like right? that. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, that's um, good. From the 314, I loved watching Oppenheimer at home, but the subtitles on. Uh, with the subtitles on, it was a great movie must-see. Thank you for that. Another 314, the movie made me want to learn everything I could about Oppenheimer it's sad how it all ended for him, so um we're yeah, we're excited, I mean, we're really excited, and the the clips that I did see of Emily Blunt's performance, she's almost unrecognizable. I mean, that's how effective she seems to be as his wife. and I don't know anything about the story, as you said the other day. It's best not to know Sometimes I I, I think agree so. I think that's absolutely true, um, because it you know, depending on what you're sampling. It can, you know, maybe tell you too much. It can ruin a certain part of the movie for you. Um, so too so much yeah. hype. Your expectations become too high. I mean, I think that's
1: true with a lot of things. Even if you're making a meal and you tell everyone how great it's going to be, exactly, and then they
3: have these high expectations, exactly. And then not so much. Well, <laughs> and when I uh, when I told Chris, you know, I when I was. I mean, I was just rapturous going on and on about True Detective. And I thought, dummy, why did you do that? You know. But he said it actually lived up to my hype for once. Um, 314, or I'm sorry, 314, 84126, the Royal Banks of Missouri text line. Uh, Jim Fairchild, in his newscast, he said, Uh, gusting winds and rapidly plunging temperatures so this is going to be a very serious situation if you have something that you always do when the the temperature drops like this let us know so we can share it with people is it going to have um heat that fuel additive you know put in your car what you know what so many of you are automotively inclined jennifer and i Clearly are not. So if you have if you have any tips to pass along to maybe people who live alone, um, things that you you think that other folks should need, um, or, or need to know, please let us know so we can so we can sort of start that conversation here today. Because there's a lot of things that we don't have that cold weather this often. That is so true. And
1: yesterday Wendy and I were speaking with Kevin Deitch from the National Weather Service. Right. And I, I read him read. His quotes today in the Post Dispatch, mm-hmm. but my friend Jean and I were talking about it. And you have to remember to let your faucets drip and keep some cupboards open uh, so that pipes don't burst or freeze. Right. You've had that experience, right? When we did, burst. it was
3: right after we moved in, and we knew better. It just—I I don't know if we were out of town. I have no idea. I can't remember. It's almost thirty years ago. But once it happens, you will never ever let the pipes freeze again. Back when I had a house
1: many years ago, I. I didn't know you were supposed to unhook the hoses on the outside of the oh, house during the weather. That was what it was. Weather.
3: That's what it was, Jennifer. Oh, and then that's that what it was. causes it. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it was. Uh, another thing, okay, sharp left turn, right turn. Do we do, are we open to, because I'm going to do two chilies mm-hmm. today. Um, oh, right,
1: your white chicken chili. I'm going to do
3: the white chicken chili. And don't ask me for the recipe because <laughs> I'm Google I it. have not been able to unearth Mike Wheelahan's recipe and Mike and Jackie are living in Florida, so I don't think they're taking calls from the north at this moment. <laughs> um, but um, in terms of variations of meat in your red chili, have you ever done like an Italian sausage with a, or is that too much like that would be like pasta or something Well,
1: I haven't done that but last year I made a short rib chili. See, that uh, sounds all these different kinds of delicious peppers that I had to order on Amazon cuz I'd never heard of them and I had never seen them. And the chili was great, but I always make notes to myself and the notes were short ribs are too expensive. And they're too fatty. You make it the day before, and then getting all the fat off and separating the too- short rib from the bone. I made myself a note to try it with ground chuck. So that's one of the things I'm going to make, and I want to make this white chicken chili because I've, I've never always done, done that it before. with ground chuck. Me too, but since I tried this short rib chili recipe, I thought, yeah, delicious. But forget just, it. Yeah. Short
3: ribs. I like short ribs, just but it was much. not worth it. This chili. Um, tell me about the. Tell me about the fuel additive because Chris used to put heat in the kids' cars when they were in Colombia. Um, I don't
1: know anything about that.
3: Do they? Do people still do that, Comic Conner at the male youth desk? I have no idea. Okay, so no you've idea. never heard of anything like that. No. And I thought it was. Um, I thought it was something that people. In, you know, in colder climates, do regularly.
1: Uh, let us know, eight four one two six. And do for heaven's sakes,
3: remember, I'm sorry, remember fuel? that you're listening to a potato with ears. <laughs> so do not follow my advice before you speak you. to someone who actually <laughs> has some knowledge in this area. That's why we're asking you. Uh,
1: from the 314 On the topic of chili, brisket chili at salt and smoke is great. And we have so many comments. We will get back to those and read them. You know where they have great food is at McKnight Place Assisted Mm -hmm. Living and Memory Care. We have eaten there. It is fantastic. And if you are looking for a senior community, McKnight Place Assisted Living and Memory Care would love to give you a tour. Back to the food. They have daily happy hours at 4 o'clock with appetizers, drinks, and live entertainment Uh, Four times a week, they have restaurant-style gourmet meals prepared by their award-winning chef, John Morales... And that is just one of the perks you get if you move into McKnight Place Assisted Living and Memory Care.
3: Have you noticed how um, often we emphasize the happy hour? Because that's <laughs> that's where we live, and that is just such a great thing and such a wonderful way to make friends and to feel like you're part of the community. Uh, on the practical side, uh, the really practical side at McKnight Place, predictable pricing is something they're so proud of because unlike too many senior living communities. McKnight Place Assisted Living does not use points or tiers or levels of care to escalate sometimes very gradually, sometimes deceptively, to escalate those fees. McKnight Place Assisted Living offers true, all-inclusive rates that are simple and predictable and worry-free, and that's what everybody wants to hear. And they have apartments tailored for each person's needs. They have luxury
1: apartments ranging in size from large suites to two-bedroom apartments with a range of options for square footage, and each unit includes beautiful crown molding and wood-style flooring kitchens, With custom wood cabinets and granite countertops, full-size refrigerators, spacious bathrooms, large windows, which is so important for that natural light, and nine-foot ceilings.
3: It's a great life at McKnight Place. You just relax and enjoy it. Call Leslie, Kelly, or Gretchen today to schedule your tour at 314-993-3333. Tell them that Jennifer and Wendy sent you, and you will receive a special offer. No, no. Nice try. Nice try. Before we pass go, we're sitting in the studio, we're, you know, conversing, and out of the clear blue sky, Jennifer says to Connor and to me, go ahead. Did you know dog paws
1: smell like Fritos? My best friend's sister told me this years ago, and I was like, what? Then I went home, took my little dog's paw and smelled it. They smell like Fritos. Fritos. I just don't know where to go with that. (laughs) Put that in your chili. Yeah, we were actually having the conversation of what do you eat with your
3: chili? What's your base? Connor said it's like to me something that's that hearty doesn't need a base. But he was talking about like cornbread or and we do um, we do scoops. Chris loves the scoops. I do too. Sometimes those things, it's like. Who do you have to kill to find a bag of scoops? Are they hard? See, I don't like to keep that stuff. In and the I house. don't like the I don't like the um, like the little tortilla, mm-hmm. chippy scoopy. Yeah, what's that's the point? too thin. Uh-huh. I mean, right? We have mortally wounded MFA. I'm sorry, Mike. I guess <laughs> Mike. I've ended I've ended my relationship with Mike from accounting. I have loved you every moment that we've been together, Mike. But when I said, and it's all it's all caps. Good morning. Who are you? You're acting like a pasta-chili combo is a bad thing. Did I ever even know you at all? <laughs> Mike from accounting. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I just meant, and I know about chili three ways and all that, but um, I don't like pasta with cumin, and I don't like pasta with cumin, right? Chili and cumin. Why are you looking at when me like When you were that? a little... But why? <laughs> Pasta with cumin.
4: I I guess. What is the problem?
3: I just mean like, would you put cumin in your spaghetti?
4: Well, no, but if, okay, it, was, that's all if it, it had chili, then yeah.
3: Okay. I mean, to <laughs> each his own. Oh, and by the way, by the way, by the way, we had one precious texter yesterday when I said that the medium is now hot. When I said that the medium now salsa. is hot, the, hal- the salsa or halsa, <laughs> um, when I said that, somebody, somebody wrote in to my rescue and they said something about COVID. They said that somebody that they know has had the same exact thing. I still, after a year and a half, however many, whatever, I still cannot smell or taste. But the heat part of it, I pick up on. Um, I think I told you what I heard Julie Buck say on her show that oh yeah her that sense when she of smell went away and now it is heightened heightened right and and so but the COVID that explains it mm-hmm. so um, I thank you Texture whoever you were you made my day when everyone was laughing at me <laughs> Mike from As accounting they tend to do
1: Mike from accounting we just had a misunderstanding that's all love rupture and repair <laughs> Mike from accounting from the three one four yes they absolutely smell like Fritos dog's paws. I who? discovered this on my
3: first dog. Okay, who was the first one, who was the first one to smell the dog's paws? I mean, I guess if you're cuddling with your puppy, it's not beyond the realm of imagination to get a whiff of a little paw. Right, and who was the first person to discover mushrooms
1: were edible, and how did they know the difference between a poisonous mushroom and a non poisonous mushroom? Where did that mushroom? come from?
3: Well, just the was first. that mushroom next to the dog paw? Was, did, the, did the paw <laughs> step on the mushroom? Oh, sometimes, sometimes I would love to live where you live. You know why? I don't think it would. No, you know why? Because you have beautiful new furniture from Miller, Miller Furniture. furniture. It's so I said to Mark the other day, "Gosh."
1: Right? I love this I love I these swivel chairs I just
3: love it said the same thing to Chris this morning about the about the bedroom I said don't you just love walking in this room and seeing this glorious furniture um, that's sort of the subtext is I wish we could have done this before but my beautiful husband Fred Mertz wouldn't let me but he <laughs> let me and we are enjoying our purchase Jennifer loves hers you will just first of all you'll just love doing business with Miller furniture period, as Greg says, full stop, because they're just good people. And you know what else is really refreshing? They're good people who know furniture. That is really refreshing when you're buying furniture, because sadly, um, we have become such an online world anymore, and people are almost getting used to buying furniture in boxes. Please don't do that. Don't buy your furniture in boxes. Go to Miller Furniture, their brand-new showroom in Fairview Heights, 55,000-square-foot warehouse. It's almost like a country. It's like a furniture country. And um, they know how to answer your questions. Uh, It's just a wonderful experience from beginning to end. They have dozens of new collections on display right now. They have a special, uh, a, a very special offer in terms of tax. So go on the line, go online at millerfurniture.com. That's M-U-E-L-L-E-R furniture.com. You will absolutely love the experience from, the, as I said, from the beginning to the end. And please tell them that KTRS sent you.
1: We are in for this frigid, cold January weekend. What a great time to read. Best-selling author, thriller writer Stacy Willingham shares a sharp and twisty exploration of female friendship in her new suspense novel, Only If You're Lucky. You can meet Stacy Willingham at the Grants View branch of the St. Louis County Library at 9700 Music Road on Friday. That's a week from today, January 19th at 7 p.m. Stacy, welcome to the Jennifer and Wendy Show. Hello,
5: thank you so much for having me.
1: One thing you may learn when you come here to St. Louis is that we always ask people, where did you go to school? And we mean high school. And I think it would be great if you could share with our listeners where you went to high school and what was it about your high school that turned out some great writers?
5: Oh, yeah, sure. So I I currently live in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, and that is actually where I grew up. So I went to high school uh, here in Charleston at a school called Wando High School, and, um, and I loved it. And my time at high school is actually what uh, piqued my interest in creative writing. I was in a couple um, AP English classes where we were doing a lot of um, kind of analysis of stories and themes. And I, and I realized I really loved that. And then I joined my high school newspaper, which got me really into journalism. So, um, so for a while I wanted to be a journalist. I, I wanted to work at a magazine. And then when I had a hard time landing – a job at a magazine out of college. I um, kind of thought back to those those AP English classes at Wando and decided to dip my toe into fiction, and, and it was the best decision.
1: I, I read online that Agatha Christie, Stephen King, and James Patterson were were all Wando High School alum.
5: Is that true? I did not know that. If that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> I would be shocked i thought stephen <laughs> king
1: went to school in maine i read this online so it could be false but you never, it, it, you I, never haven't checked, I haven't checked three sources um stacy tell us about <laughs> only if you're lucky
5: yeah sure so um only if you're lucky is my third psychological thriller that uh comes out next tuesday january 16th and it's kind of my foray into um dark academia but with my own Little twist on it. I love the dark academia subgenre. I love uh, reading about kind of kids getting into mischief when they find themselves in a college setting where they have all the freedom in the world and really no oversight. And so, um, so yeah, the story tells uh, follows along our protagonist named Margot, who is kind of shy. She doesn't have a, a strong sense of self, and she's um, she spent her whole freshman year grieving. The death of her high school best friend, Eliza, who was supposed to come to college with her. They were supposed to room together. But when Eliza died in a tragic accident the summer before their freshman year, Margot find her, found herself um, at school by herself. And she, at um, the end of her freshman year, meets a girl named Lucy, who is kind of the opposite Of Margo in in every way. Lucy is charismatic. She's charming. She's outgoing and always kind of the life of the party. And Lucy invites Margo to live with her and two other girls in a house off campus their sophomore year. And uh, Margo kind of starved for friendship and meaning um, says yes. And it's kind of the beginning of something beautiful. Uh, The girls immediately click. They become fast best friends. And Margo's found that sense of community that she was looking for um, but of course, since this is a thriller, it doesn't have the happiest of endings, and uh, things go south pretty quickly. Um, especially once the fraternity boy who lives in the house next door to them is murdered, and Lucy goes missing without a trace, leaving Margot uh, square in the center of the investigation. Is the
3: is the genre is the thriller genre is it a fun thing? Because I hate to admit this on the air. But the first thing, whenever I, whenever I read about psychological thrillers, I want to see a picture of the author, if you know what I mean. And you look, you look like somebody who just made a batch of chocolate chip cookies. I mean, so you are, is this a fun way for you to live a different reality?
5: Honestly, yes, and it's funny you say that because i'm I'm sitting here talking to you in my uh, my little office with bright pink walls and, <laughs> and fresh flowers on, uh-huh. on my desk. And I'm definitely not what you would think of when you think uh, you know psychological thriller author. but yeah, I for me, I have always loved psychology, um, especially criminal psychology, I think because it's just fascinating and terrifying trying to understand how people's minds work, especially people who are capable of doing really dark and dangerous and and violent things, because that is you know, to your point, the polar opposite of, of me and how I think and how I work. Um, I also tend to write a lot about functional families and dysfunctional relationships and thankfully, um, I think that too is because that was not my experience. I had a really wonderful, solid uh, upbringing with a great family and good friends but you know that's a little boring when you try to write a book <laughs> about <laughs> a very solid normal family so I, I tend to uh, explore life that I I never really got to experience and yeah it's a, it's a fun escape
1: mm. How do you do your research Stacy or, or do you?
5: Yes I do so it's funny I usually come up with my book ideas because I find myself interested in a story on the news or a perspective uh, that seems unique. And then the, the research sort of comes organically because of that. So, for example, my debut is a, um, a book called A Flicker in the Dark that came out two years ago, and it's about the daughter of a serial killer. And when I realized, I was watching a documentary about um, about serial killers and a picture of Dennis Rader, who's the BTK serial killer, walking his daughter oh, down the aisle as her wedding came up on the screen. yeah. And I saw that picture, and I was like, that is an interesting perspective, the the daughter of the serial killer. And then I just dove in headfirst and watched all the documentaries and read all the books and listened to all the podcasts about serial killers and their families. And that's how it works um, with with all of my books. And so with Only If You're Lucky, I knew I wanted to do a dark academia thriller, um, a, a story about a college campus and things that kind of go wrong there. And um, once I knew that's what I wanted to do, I I did the same thing. I just kind of dove in headfirst. I watched um, a documentary about the cult at Sarah Lawrence College, which um, was a inspired this book in, in quite a few ways. Just the idea of these young people living in a house and being kind of cut off from society and given all this independence, you know, as is normal when you go away to college, but what happens if these dark things are happening in that house and nobody else is really around to to, to find out about it. Um, I read all kinds of books and listened to podcasts and things like that. So uh, scary enough, a lot of my research comes from things that have happened in real life. I, I do kind of believe that real life is uh, weirder and oftentimes scarier than fiction. <laughs> so you'll you'll find a lot of those um, influences in my books. Is it fun for you to
3: be on the road? As Jennifer mentioned, your appearance Friday, January nineteenth, at seven, mm-hmm. at the Grants View Branch of the St. Louis yes. County Library. You have groupies, and and they they always show up, <laughs> and they're they're so enthusiastic. Yeah. But St. Louis is really proud, uh, and certainly the county library knows this better than anybody. Of the, I mean, the readers in St. Louis are very very serious readers.
5: They are. I love getting to go on the road. I mean, writing. This is my dream job. I love it so much. Um, but writing is a is a solitary career. I spend a lot of time alone, uh, just in front of my computer with the, all the different characters in my head. And so, going on tour is really the one time when I get to connect with readers and talk about my stories with other people. And I was actually at uh, the St. Louis County Library. This time last year on tour for um, my second book, All the Dangerous Things, and I was blown away by the turnout. Uh, there were it was a it was a packed house. So I'm um, yeah. St. Louis has some incredible readers, and I'm I'm really grateful to be coming back. Well,
1: they are really looking forward to seeing you again, Stacy. Stacy Willingham will be in town Friday, January nineteenth, seven p.m. at the Grantsview Branch of St. Louis County Library, ninety seven hundred Music Road. You can go to slcl.org. Her new book is only if you're lucky. So, Stacy, we'll see you in a week in St. Louis. I can't
3: wait. Thank you so much. Thanks, Stacy. Um, you know what if you have been if you've been waiting uh, to make that appointment to see the dentist, it doesn't matter why uh, if you're nervous about it, well, then you're in good company because Jennifer and I have uh, we have talked for weeks and weeks and weeks if you if you want to add up the time that we have devoted to dental chair anxiety. Uh, we have had it in the past, and we have been cured. Uh, by Dr. Kim Simons and her staff at Baldwin Dental Care, they hand you a comfort menu on your first visit the The minute your uh, toes cross the threshold, they hand you this wonderful comfort menu that that uh, helps them get an idea of what will relax you, and that gives them a just great insights and so every appointment after that uh, it is a Goldilocks experience. And that's why they are so successful at getting you over that anxiety hump. Uh, They're terrific about educating their patients. They're just friendly and down-to-earth and so incredibly professional. And they have a new patient special right now. They have a comprehensive exam for x-rays and an oral cancer screening and a cleaning And boy, oh boy, you have never had your teeth cleaned until you've had them cleaned at Baldwin Dental Care. But all of this for only $99. They have weekend and evening hours to even uh, reduce your stress in a greater way. They want to make it easy for you. Plenty of parking. Call them at 636-227-2552. That's 636-227-2552. And be sure to tell them that the girls sent you.
1: We're coming up on 10:51. Time to check in with Ike Ajachi from ABC News in Washington, who has the latest on all things government shutdown or trying to avoid it. Hi, Ike. We haven't talked to you for a while. Nice to have you back. It's
0: been a while. Thank you. I believe it's time to say Happy New Year. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think Larry David said we only allow seven days, so you know.
3: We'll take it, Ike. (laughs) Uh, We will take it.
0: Yeah, well, you know what else is happening in seven days? A possible government shutdown. So this is exactly what people in Congress want to avoid. And what we're seeing right now is House Speaker Mike Johnson effectively handed a massive setback. Uh, Essentially, uh, 13 Republicans joined Democrats to effectively bring the House to a stop yesterday. This because earlier in the day, a House Republican Conference huddled they, behind closed doors to try to discuss a path forward on funding the government. And several lawmakers voiced sharp criticism of the top-line spending deal as they exited the meeting. We know Mike Johnson w- made some deals with Democrats, and we know those hardline Republicans do not like that. And they've already started coming out and speaking out against this. Uh, Ohio Representative Ward Davidson said Speaker Johnson should have never been hired. Uh, however, others did say that they're not yet ready to abandon him. Uh, but nevertheless, what we're seeing is just those same hardline Republicans that essentially triggered that one-vote uh, ouster for Kevin McCarthy are the same ones speaking up now, upset that uh, House Speaker Johnson is essentially trying to work with Democrats to fund the government.
3: Do you think that most people? I mean, it's it's so hard to, to gauge, but you would you would imagine that after. Um, all of the drama of 2023, and obviously we're already off to the races in 2024, that people would just not have the stomach for this kind of thing, Ike. Um, But unless they were, you know, making their feelings known in Washington, um, I I just, I can't get a handle on why this keeps happening.
0: What we're seeing right now is we're seeing a group of hardline Republicans essentially Uh, bypass what a lot of their constituents are saying in order to take this hard-line path, meaning, yes, people are upset that the government is in danger of running out of money every few months. This is not what people want, to be honest. They want to be able to try to figure something out together. But unfortunately, you have just a dozen or so, a little more Republicans, that feel that Democrats should not be in the bargaining table under any circumstance. You know, even though we've seen the White House offer several concessions, but, you know, again, you hinted at this, but people do not want to see this. And we've already heard Republican lawmakers say that they are continue to lose elections if they continue down the same path. So there are members of the Republican Party who are cognizant of this infighting, and they know that their constituents would essentially respond to this infighting at the ballot box. But unfortunately, that message doesn't seem to be getting through to some of those hardline Republicans, which is why you're seeing, again— Speaker Johnson threatened out of his job just after trying to get the government funded.
1: And as you say, the ballot box is where people keep track of how productive this Congress is. Does Congress ever grade itself or make any comments about that? We're being productive. We're not being productive. or up against the wall.
0: Well, there are studies into how productive Congress is. How do we measure that? Well, if we measure Congress's productivity based on the amount of bills and measures that they pass. And the 118th Congress, the one that we're in right now, is historically, at this point in its uh, tenure, the lowest-producing Congress in the history of the United States. They've only passed 36 bills, which is far fewer than many, than literally every other uh, uh, sworn-in Congress. So we're seeing the direct result of this infighting within the Republican Party, the refusal to have, make any kind of concessions with people across the aisle— turn out to be literally Congress unable to move forward. They're dreadlocked and uh, they're deadlocked, rather, and they cannot come together to pass any kind of bill for their constituents or the rest of the American people.
3: Dreadlocks would actually be kind of— <laughs> Yeah, it would be really yeah, would
1: That would <laughs> at least—I mean,
3: that'd be, <laughs> be kind of fun to talk about. <laughs> We'd <but> all pay
1: <laughs> more attention. Ikejachi, thank you so much for joining us here on The Big 550. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Like,
3: I don't know how they do what they do. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know how they do what they, they do. They do it well. They do indeed. And the ABC reporters is what we're talking about.
1: Hey, just a reminder here on the Big 550 every Saturday at 3, every other Sunday at 7, you can listen to a radio show called Keep What's Yours. It is hosted by Jeff Zufall from Capital Advisory Group and Josh Gilbert from the Heidi Glau Show. We are three months away approximately from having to file our taxes, and Capital Advisory Group can help you with that. As Jeff Zufall always tells us, the tax codes change every year. you got to know what you can legally deduct every single deduction so that you don't overpay Uncle Sam, and that's just one of the things they specialize in at Capital Advisory Group. They also have an accounting division, so they can help you prepare your taxes and then do the filing for you. And Jeff was in the studio the other day and once again stressed, paper returns are kryptonite. Don't do that. You can give them a call, 636-394. Five five two four. You can look them up online, grp dot com. And maybe you're thinking about retiring in the new future. Jeff and his staff can help you with that too. They sit you down. They think it's very important to have this on paper, a written financial plan, so that you know what your first day of retirement will look like, and you can rest assured that you won't outlive your money. And if Jeff thinks you can't retire yet, he and his staff will tell you that because they don't want you to have to face that. If you are young and you think you don't have enough money to start investing, Jeff Souffal says, come talk to me because he loves to help young people with that. How to save and invest for the long term. 636 394 5524. You can look them up online, capitaladvisorygrp.com, or listen in every weekend here on The Big 550. Coming up on top of the hour news with Jim Fairchild and more from ABC, we'll be back with the second hour of The Jennifer and Wendy Show after that. This is The Big 550, KTRS, St. Louis.